in this opportunity here to talk a little bit more about it and dive in deeper of when Jesus was born and why we understand it or now can understand it this way. And people have different opinions and different mm-hmm. beliefs. And I'm just sharing why I particularly have c- came to the conclusion mm-hmm. that it was Rosh Hashanah. Some people think Feast of Tabernacles. The Jews actually think, I think some believe on Passover, some believe Pentecost. So lots of beliefs, but I think this one is the most founded by Scripture. Yeah, this is the one that tracks the best. Yeah, yes. it, it certainly does. So yeah. that's where I, years ago I came to the, I just studied and studied and said, okay, this is what I'm going to go with. So I'm going to just refer back to what we're we're in Revelation now. Revelation 12, a sign in heaven, a great and wondrous sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and with the moon under her feet, crowned of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant, cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. She gave birth to a son, a male child, rule all the nations with iron scepter, and her child was snatched up to God into his throne. Now, if you just read that and you're not thinking of the constellations, which I taught you back in a little, a little bit of this, mm-hmm. the 12 that spin around the earth, and that is the gospel story. Each one, it goes from a virgin all the way to a lion. All right, and they're beside each other, and you can go through the whole thing of a sacrifice, and it's just astounding. You can find all of that. You go to either to the blog or the podcast and go back and just find the gospel and the stars. But this particular part of the gospel and the stars is where we're at today. We know the, the sign in heaven, and we know that once every 12 months, in order for a woman to be clothed in the sun, that means her constellation, the Virgin, the Virgo, that one they may know as Virgo, but it's the Virgin constellation, Bethula, it, it has to be clothed with the sun. It has to be right by the sun. Mm-hmm. So when that one's there, so the lion is over here, and each one is in their place. So we know when that is there, there's got to be 12 stars and this and that and that. So... Let's jump into the latest. So we know the great signs in heaven was speaking about Jesus being born to Mary. Determine when he'd have to be born when Bethula the Virgin was clothed with the sun. And that happens every year around September. That's it. Well, there's no question. We know when that happens. Specifically in the year 3 BC, the position of the sun, as described in Revelation 12, could only have occurred between August 27th through September 15th. Meanwhile, the moon crosses the Virgin constellation every day and is under her, e- her feet each evening. So that one's easy. In the year 3 BC, the sun and moon were in the proper position only one time. September 11th, beginning at 6.15, and it lasted until 7.45 p.m. As the new moon appeared, it signaled the beginning of a new lunar month of Tishrei 1. So according to all the scriptures before and Revelation 12 there, all those signs, Jesus was born between sunset and moonset on September 11th, 3 B.C. on Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets. So that we can determine pretty, not just the day, but actually the time, wow. within the, the hour that he was born. So interestingly, the enthronement psalms in which uh, Jehovah reigns, uh, 47, 93, 96 through 99, all those psalms were a part of the liturgy of the ancient synagogue on this date. They would sing about him being enthroned. Adam and Eve were created on Rosh Hashanah. It makes sense that Jesus, the second Adam, who was the creator, would be born then as well. Mm-hmm. It was the day God recreated the world. Genesis 8 says this, By the first day of the first month of Noah's 600 and first year, the water had dried up on the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. So, again, lots of things coincide on this date. Jesus was 30 years old at the time of his baptism. Luke tied this event to the 15th year of Tiberius, Caesar, 
which was in 27, 28 A.D. This would then place the birth of Christ in 3 B.C. again. So, another sign. Hmm. We can also conclude that Jesus' birth was not on the Feast of Tabernacles or on Passover, as some have pro- has proposed, but the Feast of Tabernacles and Passover occur in the middle of lunar months when the moon is full. Therefore, there can be no new moon as required by Revelation 12. Right. The Romans also give us some clues. Jesus could not have been born during any one of the three pilgrim feasts, Passover, Unleavened Bread, Pentecost, or Tabernacles. These were times when all Jewish men in Israel were required by the law to be in Jerusalem. The Romans would not have selected any of those primary seasons for a census in Israel in order to increase compliance by the Jews. Joseph and Mary went to Bethlehem, not to Jerusalem, at the time of his birth. Next, you can look at the Caesars. 3 B.C. and 2 B.C. was a period for celebrating the glory of Rome. 2 B.C. was the 750th year of the founding of Rome. Caesar Augustus celebrated his 25th year as emperor in 2 B.C., counted from the time he was proclaimed Augustus in 27. On February 5th of 2 B.C., Augustus was awarded his most prestigious title, the Pater uh, Patria, the father of the country. This award confirms the chronology of Jesus' birth because a decree went out from Augustus that the entire Roman people were required to register their oath of allegiance to in the year prior to the reward, which is 3 BC. So, I mean, you can't really miss it if you go digging on for it. When did the Magi arrive to see Jesus? Next question. Matthew 2. The star they saw in the we- had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. Did you hear that? Hmm. Star in the east went ahead until it stopped over the place where the child was. Now, planets are sometimes called wandering stars and may appear to be standing when compared to the backdrop of the stars due to the rotation of the Earth. That's called retrogression, something we can still see today. Now, remember, we're in, th- we're in B.C., before the year zero, so the numbers get smaller as time passes. So we're going to go back. Jesus is born September of 3 B.C., So then at the end of 2 B.C., about 15 months after his birth, the king planet Gad appeared at its ordinary time for retrogression directly over, that's right, Bethlehem on December 25th, just before dawn. So it turns out Christmas is significant in the whole thing. The planet stopped while in the middle of the constellation of Bethulah the Virgin, which was all they needed to see. The middle meaning the abdomen where a woman carries a child in pregnancy. It remained stationary for about six days. Why those six days? What was happening? The eight-day festival called Hanukkah. The Magi arrived during Hanukkah in 2 BC, right at the time we celebrate the birth of Jesus at Christmas. Close. I mean, you know, it's only a year So off. at least we have a little uh, bit going on there. Herod probably had no idea that these Magis were Jews or that they're probably from the tribe of Judah and so are likely related to Jesus. They had no idea. When they got to Bethlehem, these Magi worshipped Jesus. They saw more than just a king. They recognized their Messiah that they mm. had heard from the time of Daniel. Yeah. But the vast number of Jews in Israel were unaware. It's funny that they have to get these guys all the way from the east to come who actually is paying attention. Luke Tell tells us the Magi never returned to Herod, and that led to a serious reaction. Uh, Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry and sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem in all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time when he had determined from the wise men. So he even understood that when they got there, the the, the baby had to be at least a year old. Obviously, he didn't want to take any chances of the Magi returning later when the king grew up and crowning him king. The Magi then disappeared back into Persia. 
Many of them added all kinds of strange beliefs, but many are still Christians as a result of that journey 2,000 years ago. The descendants of the Magi now live in eastern Turkey and Syria. We call them the Kurds. Mm. That's who they are.